Happy New Year to our insatiable appetite listeners. Melissa Abbott here, VP of Hartman Retainer Services. I'm so excited to share a few top food and drink trends for what we hope will be a bright year ahead of us. I am joined once again by my colleague, Danielle Kleiner Cantor, uh, who works with me on our Hartman Retainer Services team as we get down to the business of trends in food culture. Hey, Danielle. Hey, Melissa. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. One of my favorite partners in crime here. (laughs) Well, there is certainly, right, Danielle, plenty of news coverage that has been devoted to the ways that the pandemic has just changed so much about how we eat. You know, it's evidenced by the skyrocketing revenues of food delivery apps, but what we eat is also changing. And we have quite a few reports uh, in our library here at Hartman over the last year to help support this. But for the food and drink we'll be consuming in 2021 reflects the reality of our current world. So we can get ready for even more immune-boosting food and drink. But also features exciting flavors that are designed to really get us excited and thrill us every time that we as consumers open up our fridge or pantry. So this is one trend that was popular prior to the pandemic, you know, the uh, popularity of uh, immune boosting, but it's really only skyrocketed in the last year. Um, That whole idea of um, boosting one's immunity and resilience. So, you know, what we've been seeing a lot about this, Danielle, what are some of your thoughts on on this topic? Yeah, it's it's a great topic to chat about today. This trend is especially important given the stress and anxiety brought on by 2020 and which will continue into 2021. And it's it's really a time when health is taking a front seat on our collective priorities, including companies incorporating functional ingredients like vitamin C, mushrooms, and adaptogens to foster a calm headspace and support the immune system. Yeah, and especially right now, I mean, we are in winter and immunity does surface very strongly each and every winter because of the average cold and flu. But it's taking that very specific focus because people want to be resilient and not get sick. So there are a couple of beverage brands like Sunwink and Haywell that are playing up the adaptogenic or stress-modulating ingredients in their sparkling waters with ingredients like ashwagandha and lemon balm, which is also known as Melissa in the herbal community. I particularly like that because that's my name, and lemon balm and Melissa are one of my favorite, as Melissa, it's one of my favorite relaxing and uplifting teas. And then nutrient-dense mushrooms have long been valued for their health benefits, which is why products such as Oh, mushroom broth and there's some jerkies out there too like pan's mushroom jerky and even laird's uh superfood creamer have also sprung up that contain uh some adaptogenic mushrooms as well for both immunity and and resilience yeah and and the plant-based food um featuring less processed keyword there, less processed plants are also on point for 2021. And over the last several years, it's really prompted a host of plant-based foods on supermarket shelves that seem more like they're processed on factory production lines than made from plants grown on a farm. But as consumers think more about how their foods are produced and where their foods are coming from, 
this seems to start to be shifting. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty happy about that personally, uh, just because seeing so many of the plant-based call-outs on front of PAC uh, the last couple of years, um, you know, we're going to start seeing more scrutiny um, among consumers of ingredients, of the processing, and the sourcing of all things plant-based, right? So I'm talking about any brand that has actual plants in it that identify as being a plant, that isn't like, you know, hyper processed or super processed. So because right now what we're seeing is a lot of refined carbohydrates and starches and like, you know, white flour, sugar and industrial fats that are in a lot of these products that are, you know, touting on the front of pack as plant based. They don't really qualify. So that's something that we're seeing consumers starting to raise an eyebrow towards and being a lot more um, suspicious, if you will, about this. Yeah, and an example of a plant-based brand supporting real food, just like you're talking about, is um, Hillary's Veggies Burgers with recognizable ingredients like millet, kale, sweet potato, flaxseed, and apple cider vinegar. And then we have Cliff's Nut Butter Bars, which cite plant protein with hazelnut butter as the first ingredient on their nutrition panel. And a day bar that I'm really excited to see in the spotlight in 2021 is breakfast. And this morning meal is likely to be popular in 2021 and beyond as several em- employers are shifting to allow their team members to permanently work from home or at least build more flexibility into their schedules. So we're seeing a rise in higher quality convenience at the breakfast occasion. And this includes microwavable birch benders, pancake keto cups, uh, things like grass-fed sausage links from Teton Waters Ranch, and plenty of cereal. Yeah, we're even seeing cereal sales rise again. The cereal aisle has become um, a more populated uh, area for consumers to, uh, to visit. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we're home. We're home with our bowls and our spoons and our personal milk of choice, right? So we're not in our cars commuting, or at least many of us are. There certainly are quite a few consumers who are, or people who are still, you know, in, in their workplace in person. But the fact that we, you know, don't have to travel with the bowl and the spoon and, you know, the sloshing milk, we're going back to that nostalgic experience. So there is that nostalgic element to box cereal. But there's quite a few cereals that don't reflect the iconic ones that we grew up with. And like the Instagram famous brands such as Magic Spoon and the Cereal School. And they're promoting high protein, sugar free in in a good way using, um, you know, things like monk fruit and stevia. And they're with very nostalgic inducing flavors like frosted and cookies and cream and donut flavors. So at least for me, this is not the same cereal I ate before getting on the bus to, to head to school. And, you know, tacking back to immunity and our interest in being more resilient, um, both personally and, you know, communally, gut health truly dictates how healthy we are. And we can expect fermented and gut-friendly foods to continue their upward trajectory for many years to come. But particularly in, in 2021, we're going to keep be keeping a very close eye on this category. 
So we're seeing greater interest in, you know, various fermented foods like Miyoko's dairy-free cultured cream cheese, which is a far cry from the original, you know, vegan uh, cheeses that we saw hit the market a number of years ago. This is like actually cultured, fermented in the way that, you know, cheese would normally, dairy cheese would be processed. And then there's even like whole milk cream top yogurt from Alexandria Family Farms, which uses these A2 cows um, that are different than Holsteins, and they're less inflammatory. Because what consumers really want from these gut-friendly foods is something that is, you know, authentic. So there's a lot of, you know, increased avoidance in consuming something that seems like it's been too scientifically fortified to help their gut. So my top pick in this category for 2021 uh, is a probiotic fermented drink called tapache, and it hails from the traditions of pre-Columbian Mexico. And there's a new brand that is hitting U.S. shelves. It's called De La Calle, or Of the Street, and it has these really wonderful flavors that are based on upcycled pineapple, so it's fermented pineapple, and then they'll incorporate flavors like tamarind and cinnamon, and I think they even have one variety that has chili in it. So it's a very exciting palette for the premium beverage industry to be able to harness. I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, that sounds really delicious. I'll have to see if I can get my hands on that one, Melissa. Yeah. Um, and from the, from the prebiotic angle, there are options that are showing up in the snack food aisle, like banana plantain chips, and Pamela's tiger nut flour. And these can be used to bake things like paleo-friendly cookies and cakes. And what's great about these is that there's really no sacrifice in taste that we hear from consumers with these new products either. Yeah, and what this also demonstrates is that evolution of gluten-free as well. So there were so many of these, you know, gluten-free Me Too products that were hitting the shelves for the last decade. And so now we're seeing the next evolution of gluten-free, where it doesn't necessarily have to call it out, but just knowing that something contains something like tiger nut flour, the consumer is starting to realize like, wow, this is good for my digestion in an authentic way. And it also just is inherently gluten-free, and I'm getting more diversity in my diet. So there's a lot of really exciting things um, about this category when we think about um, how consumers are expanding their repertoire beyond just like, you know, the typical gluten-free substitutes um, and other types of, uh, you know, breakfast cereals and other types of um, traditional flours. But Danielle, I would love to wrap up today's trends um, with one of my absolute favorite topics, and that's coffee. Well, Melissa, you mm. you know I'm not much of a coffee drinker myself. Yeah, but this isn't about me. Um, <laughs> it's it's you know so interesting as we do our our trends research and deep dives uh, and seeing how coffee is showing up as a flavor in some categories we haven't seen in the past finding its way into things like granola, um, yogurt, which has been around for a while, but we're seeing it showing up a little bit more, Uh, things like candy, and even modern canned alcoholic beverages, which is exciting. Yeah, I mean, coffee has such a fantastic, iconic flavor, and it really lends itself to blend so seamlessly into many diverse product formats. And one is Nancy's Oat Milk Non-Dairy Yogurt Vanilla Coffee. Um, it's a cold brew coffee. So then there's also, um, a, it's by Cafe Agave, and it's a spiked cold brew. 
So, I mean, not for me to, you know, judge or say anything here, but maybe it's not exactly the most ideal breakfast beverage, uh, maybe a brunch beverage on the weekend, <laughs> but kind of interesting to see a cold brew. And it comes in four packs in, in like, you know, uh, you know, the classic cold brew cans in flavors like, um, you know, macchiato and um, uh, caramel, um, salted caramel and things like that. So really interesting there. But another one that's really interesting is this uh, reimagined adult cereal called Off Limits. It's a new cereal brand. And they're using Cocoa and Intelligentsia, which is a third wave coffee brand. They're using Intelligentsia beans to flavor, do like a mocha flavor in their cereal. So you get a little, you know, a little caffeine bump in your cereal eating experience. So that I'm sure we're going to see consumers, you know, being able to snack in the afternoon for a little, you know, you know how, so at least I do, Danielle, like that little afternoon coffee um, treat might be able to have a little bit of a snack with, uh, you know, a cereal snack that's a little bit healthier, less sugary, that has um, a coffee flavor. So exciting stuff uh, as we look towards 2021 and especially with uh, 2020 behind us, thankfully. Uh, we are really excited uh, because we are about to also release our annual trends report, Ideas in Food. Now that is available to our retainer clients. Um, so if you, any of our listeners are interested in learning about our retainer services program, don't hesitate to reach out via our website at hartman-group.com. Shoot us a note, a line, um, give us a call. We are happy to talk to you about our ideas and food full trends report or any of the topics that we talked about today. So I just want to thank everyone, wish everyone a happy new year, and thank you, Danielle, for joining me today to talk about some of these great topics for the new year. Yeah, thanks, Melissa. It's been fun chatting about trends and it gets me really excited to, to move forward into the new year. Great. Thanks so much.